Hello, welcome to the latest You Are My Borough with myself, Dom Shaw and, uh, and Scott Wilson, both from the Northern Echo. And we are going to dish out our awards of the season, aren't we, Scott? We are. Yeah, it's end of term report time. So uh, we'll see We'll see how we go and then we'll see if you agree. And um, whatever we say, I'm sure there'll be some you agree with and some you don't. So drop us a line, um, drop us a comment underneath. Let us know what you think. We definitely read them all um, and... Uh, it would be great to know if you agree or is, is probably more likely disagree with some of our picks. Yeah, if it's anything like the player ratings response, we usually get on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More disagree than agree. Um, yeah, we, we, we feel like the dust has settled slightly since last week, so it might not be as painful to do it now as it, as it might have been initially. As it would have been, yeah. yeah. That defeat to Coventry. And obviously, we'll try not to mention a game that might be taking place somewhere in in london this weekend yes um, yeah but before before we before we get started and and, and dish out our various awards scott now the dust has settled i know the obviously overriding feeling at the end is disappointment but hmm. still been some season for Borough, really especially when you consider how how this started yeah that's it isn't it it's it, it's going to be pretty painful watching coventry and luton play at wembley and one of them celebrate when they go up obviously probably more so if it ends up being Coventry um which incidentally I think it might so if you're watching this and Luton have already won then there's another <laughs> one we've got wrong um but, 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 any, but anyway um yeah I think that's it I think now that we're a little bit away from that you've got to look back and remember what things were like in the autumn when it felt like Borough were, were on a real downward spiral and you just wondered how bad it was going to get you know, off the pitch, you were hearing all kinds of things about things not being right behind the scenes, recruitment clashes, uh, you know, the manager not getting on with those above him, uh, you know, starting to get little ricks within the dressing room. It just didn't feel right at all. And clearly that was translating on the pitch because Burrow was shipping goals left, right and centre, could barely buy a win. And it looked like a relegation battle was, was potentially in the offing. Um, obviously, there's the change of manager. There's that little interim period when 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 we had Leo and it was all a bit strange. And yeah, Borough got a couple of positive results, but it still felt very unstable. It still felt like they were only, you know, one more bad run away from being right in the thick of, of trouble. So to get from that to where we are now, A, we know that Borough performed on the pitch. B, we know that they have the, the, the core of a, of a really good squad. Yes, they've clearly lost loan players. Yes, there's going to have to be signings in the summer, but the core of that squad is there. And then, you know, as we alluded to in, in the pod at the start of the week, I think the biggest thing is just that we have a club again that's pulling in the same direction, that the that, that are singing from the same hymn sheet, that the recruitment um, arm is working in tandem with the coaching arm. Um, and it just feels like, they can get this right this summer. Whereas the last couple of, of, of summers, it, it, you know, the, behind the scenes, we've known that there's been heads being banged together recruitment-wise. I don't think, hand on heart, that's going to be the case this summer. No, I think when you look back at at recent summers, it you know, it's not difficult to make the case of Borough being in the strongest position they've been in for a fair few years at the start of pre-season. Now, obviously, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen between now and the start of pre-season. And obviously, there are loan players to um, to replace. But but the foundations, as you discussed there, are, are undoubtedly in place, aren't they? 
Um, well, in each of under each of the last two managers, I think you can look at what Borough have done in a transfer window. And okay, some of this is with the benefit of hindsight. I accept that, but it's fairly easy to tick off names and say, okay, that was the manager's signing. Hundred percent. That was the recruitment team signing. That's one that they maybe both agreed with. That's one that the manager put his foot down and they let him have. Let's see what happens. But I'd be amazed if come the end of this transfer window. We're sitting there saying, well, it's pretty obvious that Michael Carrick's wanted them. Kieran Scott's wanted them. They've kind of come to an agreement about them. The recruitment team have been pushing for them. I don't think that'll happen. I think what you'll see at the end of this window is a group of signings that everyone's in agreement with and everybody's on board with and that actually fit an overarching plan as opposed to being well, a bit of what the recruitment team wanted to do, but a bit of what the manager was digging his heels with and saying, no, that's what I need in the championship. I think that's probably going to be the biggest plus this summer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Absolutely. Um, let's crack on with our awards. The, yes. the first one being... And, and Borough the Reporter of the Year. Are we going with that first? Yeah, the what, sorry? Borough Reporter of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> well, just on there when you were saying about what we've got right and wrong, I've, I've noticed that we've had a few um, comments on our pre-Coventry pods and videos in recent yeah. years. From non-Borough fans, I, you've, I you've got to be. Yeah, yeah there's them. us confidently claiming Borough are going to course to the final. Yeah, you've got to take yeah. the rough and the smooth, haven't you? Haven't you just? Haven't you just? Player of the season, is it? Is it an obvious one to start with? Yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? At some stage, we'll be all football hipsterish and we'll pluck something from nowhere and pretend we know what's going on and you know, blah blah blah, but. It's got to be Tuba, hasn't it? I mean, for a whole horse, you know, just just by sheer weight of goals, if nothing else, you know, he's he's rewritten Borough's kind of history books, which is remarkable, really. Then, obviously, that the fact that at this time last year he was nowhere, even come July in the start of well, no, not quite the start of August, but July he was nowhere. I mean, it's it was only the fact that that Chris Wilder couldn't get a couple of signings over the line that meant he was in the squad for that final pre-season game against Marseille, that meant he started the first game of the season, that meant that that was where it went from then. And then obviously the, the change of position under Carrick. Now, you know, you can make arguments that, that there, are, there have been really important players in other positions. And I think we've discussed just how big a miss Johnny Housen was in the in the playoff semi-finals and the fact that, you know, he's he is the probably the, the kind of, unsung glue that knits this Borough team together, but I don't think you can look past Tuba for Player of the Year, nor do you? No, no. I, even if, for, forget the backstory, even purely on the merits of, like you yes. say, scoring, scoring those goals and, and, and winning the Championship Player of the Season and the Championship Golden Boot Award, he's, he's the runaway player of the season. Um, yeah. And then you add in the element of, like you say there, the fact that he, he you know, even he you know, he, he said on a number of occasions, doesn't he? He came back in the summer waiting for his agent to tell him where he was going next. He he never yeah. considered that he might have a future at Borough. Um, and then yeah. it was interesting talking to Josh Coburn, uh, where are we, earlier this month at Ellabeen, when Coburn was obviously injured with Akpom. So Akpom had, really? come, Akpom had come back into the scene, hadn't he? Uh, yeah. Come back into the team, back into the first team fold, and then got that injury they after maybe two yeah. games. Yeah. Um, and Coburn was saying then, kind of behind the scenes, Akpom 
was working so incredibly hard because I guess at that stage he sensed that he had an opportunity that he didn't think was was ever going to come his way at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, and 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 he looked the most distraught, didn't he, of all the players after after he the did. commentary. Yeah, he did. He and did. I guess you understand why because this has been the, the dream season, hasn't it? And and I he. He, he, I think that he's talked this season about how he, he hasn't gone on the pitch kind of hoping he's going to score, but believing he's going to score. And I think it'll be the same with promotion. He'll have genuinely believed that this season was going to happen um, with, with promotion. And, and, and um, it would have capped off what has been a remarkable campaign. The challenge now for Akpom is obviously building on it and showing that this isn't, this isn't a one season thing. Yeah, and that's going to be interesting because he's clearly a marked man now. You know, opposition teams are going to look at Burra, look at Tuber Akpom and think, well, if you stop Tuber Akpom, you go a long way towards stopping <clears> Burra. And, and you know, up until maybe the last month or couple of months of the season, he hadn't necessarily had that. So I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic. And then, and then yeah, you know, he's just got to prove that this hasn't been a flash-in-the-pan season. Now, there's no reason why it should have been. And at various stages along the, the, his journey this season, I think you've thought, well... Is, is this going to regress? You know, is this just a purple patch? Well, it's a blooming long purple patch now if it is one. So there's there's no reason why he can't sustain it, but he still has got to prove that, hasn't he? That he can do this season after season after season. Y- young player of the season feels as obvious as, as player of the season. Yeah. Go on, you can say the name first. H- Hayden Hackney, it's got to be, hasn't it? And, and again, again, like Akpom, um, Forget what's gone before. Just just on what's happened on the pitch, he's, he's obviously yeah. again the standout young player of the season. But it's all yeah, more a- remarkable when you consider that you know only a year earlier he was at Scunthorpe, who had that rotten season, got relegated to the National League. He was nowhere near the first team picture under Chris Wilder, and let's be honest, that doesn't reflect particularly well on on Wilder now. Um, and yet, since Carrick's given him his chance, he's, he's absolutely been one of the standout midfield players in the championship, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, you make a good point there that, you know, the backstory is great with Hackney as it is with Akpom, the whole Scunthorpe loan thing, coming back, nowhere near the team, probably gets in because Craig Little's part of that um, that caretaker group and has obviously worked with him in the academy and has probably had a word in Leo's ear and said, look, give this lad a chance. Um so that's a great story, but you're right. Just purely on his footballing performances and his and his footballing ability, um, you know, he, he he's his his kind of rate of progress over the last what six months or so has just been fantastic. Now again, the interesting thing will be how can he sustain that? Can he sustain it? And and how does he keep his levels up there next season? Because um, you know, to a certain extent, he's been on a roll, hasn't he? He's had momentum bit of adrenaline, et cetera, et cetera. But there'll be expectations on him now. You know, next season, he will be expected to be one of Borough's chief playmakers and one of the best central midfielders in the championship. Can he Can he live up to that and do it? Because if he can, then clearly the next step is Premier League, dare we say, even international level, et cetera, et cetera, whether that's with Borough or not. So, um, you know, he's probably one more good season in the championship away from being the next name that Premier League clubs are going to come knocking for because he's young enough that another season in the Championship is, is only going to make him more desirable, not less. And and, and Johnny Housen's 
benefits and, and strengths are, are talked about constantly, aren't they, by Michael Carrick and any coach he's worked with. The fact that he might not necessarily be a shouter, but he leads by example. Um, and I think we've seen that with Hackney, hasn't, haven't we? Have, having Housen alongside him has no doubt, has no doubt been hugely beneficial over the course of the season. It's helped him... It, yeah, it, it's given him the freedom to play on the pitch. So it's it's given him the, the freedom to push forward, to make breaks, to be adventurous, to take risks, because Housen's so great alongside him there. But I think you're right. I think it's more just it's the maturity of the performances now and, and the way that he's grown up on the pitch. An awful lot of that has to do with Johnny Housen. And, and you know, hopefully also is a reflection of, of Hackney's character, because I think... I'm just thinking there, if we'd given these awards in the last two seasons, then the two winners of the Young Player Award would probably have been Jed Spence and Isaiah Jones. And both of those, you know, where are their careers at at the minute? They certainly haven't gone the way that you would envisage it. Now, everything about Hackney points to the fact that he's probably, you know, that, that should hopefully not be a problem with him because he seems remarkably level-headed, very mature, gets on with his game. Um, now, you know, I'm not saying that Jed and Isaiah weren't, but they've clearly had issues that they've struggled to overcome and that have knocked their career back a bit. Let's hope that doesn't happen with, with Hackney next season. I don't see any reason why it would. Um, disappointment of the season is where it might get a little bit more difficult. I've got yes. three. <laughs> well, I've, I've got... Very, very obvious one that you know, Covent, the Coventry playoff. Let's yeah, get that out yeah, of the way straight yeah, away. Yeah. That's goes without saying, you know, certainly the home leg, you know, in hindsight, probably the away, <laughs> came away from the away leg thinking, Borough, that's fine, point. Borough have done what they needed to do there. In hindsight, Borough's best chance to win that semi final probably came in that first 15 minutes at, at Coventry, and they didn't really capitalize, well, they didn't capitalize on it, did they? And then and then the home leg was obviously a massive disappointment. So that's the obvious one. The one that I would say maybe slightly less obvious, Rodrigo Muniz. <laughs> I've got him down as well. Have you got him down as well? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, what a disappointment he was. Because, listen, you got... Borough wanted Muniz for the best part of a year and a half. I mean, you know, he was the number one striker choice in that in that uh, summer that he went to Fulham. I remember writing countless stories about how Borough were on the brink. Neil Bowser had been over to Brazil, hadn't he? Over to South America. That was the famous pre-season game. I think it was at York where Neil Warnock was kind of saying, I don't know where my chief exec is, somewhere over the world. You know more than him. Well, he was trying to sign Mooney's. He yeah. didn't get him. He goes to Fulham. Borough finally then do get him. And you, and you think, okay, you know, he he's going to be... Listen, if you'd said the day before the season started, a Borough player is going to finish as the championship's top scorer and be the championship player of the year. You'd have said, oh, well, this Moon is Lord's work then, hasn't it? Moon is, is going to be brilliant. Yeah. What went wrong? You know, he, he never really looked comfortable on the pitch, did he? And, and then clearly that's then fed into the fact that, you know, I don't want to say he's tossed it off because that's not fair, but, but, Michael Carrick's clearly had a look at him and thought, no, I'm just not having this. I'm not, I'm not happy with your attitude. I'm not happy with what you're doing. And, you know, to be completely frozen out of the picture like he was, um, you know, that has to go down as a major disappointment, doesn't it? Because there's clearly a player there. You know, F Fulham and Borough have watched him extensively enough to think that there's a player there. We never really saw it in the little bits that he had on the pitch. And then, like I say, he's been 
missing in action for the best part of six or seven months because Borough couldn't engineer a way to get him back to Fulham and then get him back out somewhere else in January, which they clearly were trying to do. So I'd have him very high on that list as well. So that's two of your three, is it? So who's your, what's yeah. can you can you guess the third? A player or a moment or what? A player. Um, well, it won't be a keeper. Isaiah Jones. Isaiah Jones. Yeah. yeah, and 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 that and and I think and I think that's slightly harsh, given what we were saying there about Hackney and, and how difficult it is for a young player. I think I do think it's natural, the kind of natural cycle of a young player to to to, to emerge to break through yeah. and then have a bit of a difficult spell, like you say, they become a marked man. Then jo Jones was an unknown quantity, wasn't he? And I, I think in hindsight now, the kind of signs were there at the end of, of the season before last. Not not necessarily in the way he was playing, but teams at that stage were able to double up on Jones because Borough was so reliant on him. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. if you think back to this year, when 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 Tommy Smith was signed, Chris Wilder made it absolutely clear he was coming in as, as a deputy for Jones. Yeah. Um, it was going to be wing-backs. Jones was given the number two shirt. Um, he was clearly going to be first choice. And, you know, when you look back to Chris Wilder's final game when he dropped Jones and Giles, um, which would, clearly didn't work out very well for him. But at that stage, there was kind of real surprises to, you know, how can you drop Isaiah Jones? Yeah. Do you and think yes. he has to play as a wing-back? Because obviously I think that has affected his chances under Carrick, is that he's not defensively good enough, I don't think, to play as a right-back in a four. No, um, but I'm I mean, not. I'm a not winger, I'm actually convinced about him as an out and out winger. I think wing back is his position, and yeah, obviously he came as more of a winger, didn't he? Yeah, Sorry, yeah, he came as a winger more than a wing back. He did, yeah, he did, um, he did. But I just, I think that's his position, and and obviously yeah. for a door player with wing backs, so, or you know. He had that one moment, or that half a game, didn't he, when he first came back and you thought, OK, there's something there. But then four or five appearances since have been pretty underwhelming. And, you know, it's going to be an interesting summer in terms of Isaiah Jones because, you know, if 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 a half-reasonable offer came in, would Borough sell? I suspect they probably would. Is is now his stock as kind of high as it's it's ever well his stock obviously isn't as high as it was last summer, but yeah, but, you know, it's gonna be another year down the line because you would think yeah. that if everyone's fit, judging on the evidence of this season, and, and obviously things can change over the summer dramatically, you, you know, Hayden Hackney yeah. will tell you that and other players, but on the evidence of this season, um Marcus Force is ahead of him on the in the pecking order. Yeah. When Aaron Ramsey was there, I know he played more on the left, but as a, but as a he as an attacking winger, he was ahead. And of you him. would suspect that's yeah. a position that Borough are going to look to strengthen. You know, the wide going to have to. Yeah, it's so important to the way Carrick plays. Yeah. The one other one, the one, the one other one that I would add on the um, on the disappointment list, and only because it. it it was the one moment really all season that fed into that kind of typical Borough narrative was the Huddersfield defeat. Huddersfield, yeah. Because he you just... Every Borough fan that I spoke to in the build-up to that game said they'll lose here to Warnock. I, mean, I didn't. I wasn't buying that, but then sure enough, you know, 15 mad minutes and, and, <laughs> and actually a defeat that, you know, listen, top two was probably never actually in reach, was it? But it certainly wasn't after that day. 
No, but it felt it before that day, didn't it? Like we were mm. saying in last week, so that felt the day where, yeah, in actual fact, it might not be, uh, it might not be realistic. S- signing of the season, I, th- I think you can make a case. I-, I think you can make a case for Stefan Lenahan, Giles Ram. Well, Ramsey only played eleven games, but still he made an impact. Yeah, Archer. I- I've gone with Giles because I thought he suited Carrick's system perfectly. I-, I remember speaking to Giles. I think it was at York when he talked about he came in because he looked at Chris Wilder's system and he thought he was going to be the perfect fit. And he'd had a diff- he'd had a, a disappointing loan spell at Blackburn, really, when he'd started in the team, but lost his place under Tony Mowbray. Um, but he has just been the perfect fit for Carrick's system, hasn't he? And, and yeah. 11 assists, countless chances laid on. Him and Akpom, a pretty perfect partnership, really. So I... As I say, I think you can make a case for many, but I've I've given Giles the the nod. Yeah, I agree. I definitely, definitely strong mentions for Stefan Lenehan and Archer. Probably in particular Stefan and Lenehan, because they've obviously been there all season. And to be fair to both of those, right at the start, I certainly had question marks about both of those signings. I think most borough fans probably did. You know, Stefan had his odd shaky moment. Um, Lenehan, you know, definitely took time to settle, didn't necessarily suit the, the um system that Wilder was playing or trying to get him to play. So, both of them have, have just developed brilliantly and, and have been absolutely superb in the second half of the season. But I'm with you, I, I just don't think you can look past how important Giles has been to Burr's attacking play. Um, and then actually, yes, he's not hes not the greatest defender in the world, but he's not the worst in the championship by any stretch of the imagination. He can do the job defensively, but he just gives you so much attacking-wise in terms of the quality of his delivery and the timing of those runs down the flank. The way that if if, if Force or, um, or Akpom or agree were pulling outside, he's quite happy to come inside. Um, yeah, you know, if, if, if Borough can get him back, he will be one of the signings of the summer because... He's that good and that important to the way they play now. Um, you know, I know you've done a piece on this in the paper tomorrow and, and Lopetegui's being pretty non-committal at Wolves. You know, looks like he wants to look at him in pre-season and then see where it goes from there. But it's a big gap Borough have to fill because you're not going to get many Ryan Gileses in the Championship, are you? Well, 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 when you say they're a big gap, that, that's what made me think. If you, if you think back to Borough's team last season, if there was one player... If you went through and said, right, if there's one player who you can't have for a key game here, I'm not saying Giles would be the one because obviously, you know, Akpom, Stefan, Archer, the way he played. But Giles would have certainly been in the conversation, wouldn't he? Just because of what he offered down that left side. You know, Mark Bowler is a deputy to him, probably a more solid defender than than Giles. But going forward just doesn't often anywhere near as much no probably no left back in the championship does that's no, no slight on bowler G- giles is just so effective at what he does isn't he yeah i completely agree completely agree he's um you know you, you you're not going to get very many championship fullbacks at that level <laughs> ever and um he, like you say he also he, he just suited so well the way akpom and archer were wanting to play in that second half of the season um and and both of them undoubtedly owe an awful lot of their goal scoring tally to the fact that Giles was pinging in those crosses that he was. Uh, on the subject of goals, what was your goal of the season? Yeah, um, I did have a little watch back of 
four or five that, that triggered in my memory to just remind me. And um, I'm going to give a, an honourable mention to Tuba's two against Blackpool, which was one was a kind of individual goal from the edge of the area. The other was at the end of a really nice one-two with McGree where he popped it through and he scored. But I think it's McGree against Norwich. Um, it's, it's a kind of forced flick on, isn't it? And the ball kind of half bounces up on the edge of the area and McGree kind of carved volley almost like a scissor scorpion kick into the top corner. Um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant finish. Um, that's what I want McGree, hasn't he? He scored two or three really good goals this year, but that would be the one, McGree against Norwich. The one that others one that sprung out to me, I think it was Hull um, when it was back to front. And, and I think... Yes. Um, Borough might have tweeted afterwards from Zach to front because it obviously yeah. started with Zach Stefan and, yeah. and, and it was kind of classic Carrick ball. Um, yeah. That, 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 I'm sure it was Hull. That, that comes to mind. But yeah, McGree, McGree, I think uh, that goal at Norwich has to be the one. Um, and, and on the subject of that moment of the season, I, I've gone with that Norwich win mm-hmm. purely because. Um, I was there that day. It was, it was the final day before the World Cup stoppage. Um, and Borough Cloud, you know, you forget really. You, you look back at the league table now. That win against Norwich that day, Borough moved up to 14th in the table. Yeah. They started the day 16th. The, the game before that, when they won at Blackpool, they were below Blackpool in the table before they beat Blackpool 3-0. Um, and so then the win to beat Blackpool, obviously they kind of built that head of steam and momentum but I think just to take such a boost into the World Cup break after a win against the Norwich team that were fifth at the time um, yeah. felt so huge. And the manner of the, you know, Matt yeah, Cook's yeah, yeah. Big, yeah. big goal last minute. It's kind yeah, of like yeah. the perfect away, away end moment, isn't it? A last minute winner yeah. in, in a game that you probably weren't fancying to win. The other game that yeah. comes to mind is obviously Sheffield United win. Um, yeah, I yeah, think that was going to be mine. Yeah, that will be mine, I think. Um, just because it felt like the moment when everything came together for Carrick's team and the way he wanted them to play. And obviously, it was the night when you really felt, this is top two is properly on it. And now, obviously, it didn't turn out to be that way. Um, but it it felt like it had been a date that was in the calendar for weeks and weeks. And you thought, if Borough can be within touch and distance of Sheffield United and then go and beat them, they're going to do this. Then obviously they do go and beat them. They do it playing brilliant kind of counter-attack and slice knife through butter football. It's live on Sky. Everybody's watching it. The, you know, it felt a little bit as well like the first time the rest of the country kind of said, oh, wow, Michael Carrick's got Middlesbrough playing some pretty decent stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so I've gone with that. But I, 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 I take the Norwich game and there was a couple of kind of early wins under Carrick that actually were massively important in terms of just turning mm. things around, weren't they? But I have gone for that that Bramall Lane win. That Chevrolet, it felt like I was writing about a Borough statement of intent every week at that stage. Yes. And that Sheffield United game was undoubtedly one of those. Do you, ah, do you, think, yeah. do you think that was performance of the season then, the, the, the win at Sheffield United? I think it was. I mean, there's, there was obviously, a, you know, a couple of home games where they scored a lot of goals, wasn't there? Um, Preston. Preston being the, probably the obvious example. Um, but in terms of a, the best all-round display against a really top-quality opposition, um, yeah, I think you'd have to go with that Sheffield United win, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Um, um, but, you know, man, the best best perfor- best team performance of the season would have to go to Brighton. Yeah, well, I wasn't there that day. In that FA Cup game, who, you know, considering Borough, that, you know, it was at the stage of the season when Borough were probably playing as well as they had at any stage. And, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think many Borough fans would argue if I say that Brighton absolutely wiped the floor with them. But we've all seen since just how good Brighton are. At the time, Brighton were, I don't know, maybe eighth, ninth, tenth, someone will know, but they weren't quite where they're at now. I think since we've seen just how good that Brighton team is, and obviously McAllister was on his way back from the World Cup, came off the bench, looked unbelievably good. Um, So, yeah, Best team performance in a game that Brighton won, but but best Borough performance, Sheffield United. Our final category, unsung hero. I've, I've got two here. Um, okay, but I'll let you go first. Well, I'm gonna go with, and and the ironic thing is, he it's actually sung quite a lot. But I'm gonna go with Leo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think that the wheels could really have come off in that period. Um, you kind of forget that, you know, Borough <clears throat> clearly did know what they, do, they were doing. But for a window of a couple of weeks, it felt a little bit like maybe they didn't quite know what they were doing. And they were kind of scratching around and trying. And and if nothing else, Leo steadied the ship. Um, obviously, you know, with the help of Craig Little and, and Cats for a bit, um, steadied the ship, got a couple of really important wins Obviously, there was that 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 big away win at Wigan that that got, you know changed the narrative a bit, got the away fans singing, you know, built a little bit of a feel good factor. Now, obviously, there was a couple of home games within that that weren't great, but he also brought Hackney in the fold, which was massive in terms of the season. He was also the one that put Tommy Smith in at right back, which made a massive difference as soon as Carrick got in in terms of being able to solidify things. And I just think that that after what was a pretty messy end under Wilder because he had that popularity. He at least got the fans back energised and interested and excited, which then helped when Carrick walked through the door. So I'm going to go with Leo because I just think that period was really important in terms of what happened next. Yeah, yeah, I can completely see that. I I went with... um... I had Daryl Lenahan, but then I kind of felt like towards the end of the season, he wasn't really an unsung hero because kind of yeah. was talking about... But I know where you're coming from. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a small the bird. One, the other one, I think Matt Crooks I went with because... Yeah, that's a good shout. For, 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 for a couple of months, he played as Carrick's makeshift centre-forward. Yeah. Um, and kind of talked himself, didn't he, about how surprised he was. He wasn't convinced he was a centre-forward, kind of Carrick had to talk him into it. Um, but when you look back, he, although he wasn't a key player in the second half of the season, God, he scored some big goals. Um, yeah. He, he scored the goals at Birmingham. He scored the late winner at Norwich that we've talked Norwich, about. He yeah. scored a goal at Bristol City that felt big at that time because yeah, yeah, yeah. we were just starting to have a little bit of a wobble. A wobble. Um, yeah. Um, so, so I, th- I think Matt Crooks as well. And um, when Carrick's talked again and again and again about the importance of his squad and the importance of characters and the importance of unity, Crooks has the look. And, and, and you know, both from the outside looking in and when you speak to him, of 
of someone who's a big character in the dressing room and a, and a, and, a and to be fair and, and Carrick will drop him in drop his name in quite regularly in, in that kind of Johnny House and Paddy McNair Dale Fry leadership group that's obviously there that, that that's the core of that dressing room um you know Matt Crook uh, Matt Crooks's name will regularly be dropped into that by by Carrick so I think you're right I think you know yeah on the pitch he um he he did score some really important goals but I think you're right I think probably his importance is just in and around the place and, and being the part of the glue that holds everything together as much as anything else. And for all, obviously, it didn't work out like this. When he came on against Coventry, you thought, well, if anyone's going to pop yeah. up with, with a moment here, yeah. um, it's going to be him. And I actually thought it was yeah. him that nodded it in when it was Archer that was obviously... Right at the end, yeah. Offside, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. But that wasn't meant to be. We won't, we won't reopen those... We won't dwell on that too much, no, no. no. Cheers, Scott. Well, I think we agreed on the most part. Let us know whether you agree or disagree with our picks. Uh, as ever, get involved by, uh, by by getting involved with the comments section. Tweet us, email us. Um, yeah. And we have got some issues uh, and some subjects that, that you want us to discuss in various videos. Yeah, I think I think I saw in one of the comments, uh, a best Borough 11 from all the time we've been covering the club, which I think will be yeah. quite interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, for me, that goes back two decades. And for you, it'll be Neely. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, be, uh, I'll get my thinking so that, caps. On we'll get our thinking caps on for that one. So if, if if you're watching this as well, get your thinking caps on because we'll definitely want yours on the one with that. But we'll do that as one in the next couple of weeks. A, a best Borough eleven from the the twenty years or so when we've been covering it. Yeah, well, we've we've got some special guests lined up for the coming weeks, and before we know it, it'll be pre-season, and we'll be doing our predictions for the coming season that can be held yeah. for 12, 12 months yeah. down the line. But cheers for that, Scott. Thanks very much, and, and thanks to all those watching and listening. I hope you have a great weekend. Cheers.